Hello everyone. Today is the 30 days of the 30 days of gratitude and thankfulness. And I am super excited to share this word not only because it's the it's the last um chapter of the 30 days um but because of everything that has come out of it which I will share um a little bit in the prayer. The first word is what is his name? In chapter 30, verse 4 states, Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? What is his son's name, if you know? So based on the NKJ study Bible, this verse is actually a riddle that not only perplexed Agore the writer but anyone who read it. The riddle did not have an answer during that time period. Amazingly, this verse is considered to be one of the most direct correlation to messianic texts in the Bible. The commentator um, goes on to explain that the answer is found in the Old Testament. Um, the Old Testament will answer that his name is the Lord God but he did not have a name for his son. The NKJ highlights that this riddle was to remain unsolved until Jesus answered it for Nicodemus on John um, chapter 3, verse 11 to the 13, states, Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to the heaven, but he who has come down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. So what does ascend mean? Um, to ascend means to move upward, to fly, to soar. He ascended to the heaven in a cloud. What does descending descended means? To descend means to pass from a higher to a lower place, move downward as by falling, flowing, or walking. And this is according to the Wikipedia Webster Dictionary. Now, in comparison to the Greek definition of the word descended, which is katabas, meaning to go down, come down, either from the sky or from a higher land, the Greek word for ascended is anabas, which means to go up, mount, ascend of things, I rise, spring up, come up. In Ephesians 4.10, um, the, in the 8KJ uh, study Bible, he states, He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all the things. Many scholars debate on, on that these two words have their own interpretation um, for both. For some reference uh, that Jesus Christ ascended from heaven to earth as the Son of God, he left heaven to come to earth. In John 20 verse 19 state in Jesus' own word, Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Jesus Christ was telling Mary that he could not stay 
because he was to ascend to his father, who is also our father. Not only is this verse confirming the fulfilling of biblical prophecies, but this verse father confirms and seals as complete. Verse chapter 30, um, verse 4, uh, which he has solved in answer to Nicodemus. Reference to descent is to refer not only to the, the degradation to human suffering in his human form, but also to the fact that he had descended to the lowest part of the earth called Hades, as well as its meaning, the grave. In Ephesians 4.9 states, Now this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lowest part of the earth? The next word is titled, God's word is pure. In chapter 30, verse 5 states, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. God's word is infinite, never changes, it's alive, and it's the purest form of, of purification for the soul. In Vine Expository Bible Dictionary, there are three different Greek meanings for the word pure. The first one is hagnos, which means pure from defilement, not contaminated. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 3 states, And everyone who has hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. The second Greek word is katharos, which means pure as being cleansed. Hebrews 10 Verse 22 states, Let us draw near with a pure heart in, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Third Greek word, enlikrenes, which signifies unalloyed, pure, it refers to the moral and ethical purity. In Philippians 1, verse 10, states that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The word of God is pure and purifies our soul through Jesus Christ's sacrifice in the cross we've been cleansed. The outcome is the change in our life when we have set his word as truth Our moral and ethical character is also purified as well as we become new creation once we are redeemed by his word. In John 2 verse 22 states, Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus said. And in John 4:41 states, And many more believed because of his own word. These two verses demonstrate that the Word of God is pure, holy, alive, has power, and is transforming. The Word of Jesus Christ are not just word, uh, not just word logos, words, but they are also rima words, such as the Word of Jesus Christ. A rima word means to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In Ephesians 6:17 states, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is so powerful. God's Word equipped us with all that we need to fight all of their spiritual battles, knowing that He has purified us.
cleans us, straightens our character, and fully empowers us with His Word. The second word is titled, The Last Generation. In verse 11 to 14, state, There is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation whose teeth are like sword and whose fangs are like knives. Out the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. According to the NKJ Study Bible, Agur wrote about a generation of plagued by social ills such as lack of respect for parents, self-righteousness, greed, and selfishness. Ironically, such evils have plagued every generation, not just a good generation. And that's on page 1075. In comparison to our present time, we see how this verse significantly applies to the generation ills and evil of the present culture. I will say that this generation far exceed in exposure to evil in comparison to the area that the Bible um, verse was written. This generation are being exposed as children to the wickedness of the times through social media, television, peers, false beliefs, new age occult practices, indoctrination to other lifestyles that are biblically forbidden. Could this be the last generation? If so, why? The signs are visible as prophetically spoken in the Bible. The spiritual battle for our children and young adults is brutal. The rise of new age thinking has saturated the schools and the children are being exposed not only to witchcraft but to immorality in the school systems. We also see the recent event of school mass shootings which have increased and these children who commit these acts are solely screaming for help or suffering from mental illness or sociopathic disorders that are not being addressed. So what is missing? What, why are we failing them? This is not just in the physical that we are struggling in, but we are in crisis mode in the spiritual realm. In Matthew 24, verse 30, 36, uh, speaks about the last generation. In verse 34, it states, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will be by no means pass away till all these things take place. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, the ESV version states, But understand this, that in the last days there will become times of difficulties, for people will be lovers of selves, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpleasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving God, treacherous, reckless, with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. And the last word is just a short synopsis of this verse and what God put in my heart as we complete the 30 days of chapter 30 of Proverbs in gratitude and thankfulness. And it's titled, Small Creatures, Amazing Skills. Chapter 30, verse 24 and 28 states, There are four things which are little on the earth, 
but they are exceedingly wise. Ants are creatures not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rack badgers their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with his hand, and it is in king's palace. What makes all of these four creatures so amazing? What do they have in common? What can we learn from them? These are very small creatures who exhibit remarkable skills and behavioral survival that people can learn from. All of these four creatures act in wisdom because they are diligent. For one, the ants are super organized and able to pick up things double their size. The rock badgers are builders and create a home of their liking. The locusts are strategically prepared as a militia without a leader. And a spider is a designer and weaves a beautiful design in their web. The coming age requires us to be as wise as these small creatures. God is calling us to be prepared like the ants with his word and through prayer, create a safe and strong biblical foundation in our homes, be strategic in our daily lives to know when to use discernment and not only decision, but where we go, who we keep as company, and maintaining ourselves safe from what's to come in the spiritual. The spider is creative and a designer. God wants us to create and bring forth his word to others through design, meaning using different approach that you normally would not use because he is the master designer who will guide us in this. This means that we should be preparing spiritually. He wants us to apply his word, pray more, become fully equipped as children of God. Today's prayer. Lord, thank you for allowing us to learn from all 30 chapters during the 30 days of gratitude and thankfulness through the book of Proverbs. I am in so awe on how much I have learned throughout these 30 chapters. God, I glorify and praise your name for this victory and seeing that so many challenges came up trying to stop it, but I hanged in as you kept instructing me to continue. God, I am so glad that I have listened to your still voice and your direction because this experience not only has allowed me to grow in my faith and in my walk with you, but also helped me learn how to apply it in my own life. But Lord, I thank you for using me as a messenger or voice to share these words and verses as you have directed me to share them with others. Lord, it has been an amazing experience to see how you instructed me on what verses to elaborate on and to hear what message you wanted me to voice. I know that everyone who listens to these chapters will be blessed. I pray that your Holy Spirit anointing will touch the lives of those who read it or listen to it. Thank you, Lord, that you ascended and descended to fulfill the prophecies, giving us the gift of salvation and offers us, offered us eternal life. Jesus, we hold your words in our hearts so that we can continue to be purified daily with your words and understand that your words not only purify us, but changes us completely and also heal us. We also understand that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ because you have broken every stronghold and given us the authority to rebuke, cast out, and speak life 
as your word a living and active, sharper than double-edged sword, that transcend the soul, the spirit, and conscience of a person. Lord, we pray for this generation as we understand that we are entering into darker times spiritually and that our younger generation is the most vulnerable to the enemy's attacks on their minds, their beliefs, and their identity. Lord, help them stay strong in the Word so that they do not sway away from your words of truth. Lord, help those who do not know you soften their hearts to hear what the Word of the Lord is saying so that they can be liberated from sin and be transformed in your likeness. We specifically pray for every parent who is raising children these days that you can provide them with the wisdom, understanding, and the word words of your truth so that they can be effective parents by protecting their children from the new age culture of everything goes. Lastly, Lord, help us be prepared as believers for what is to come in these days of challenges, persecution, and upheaval, that we can remain steadfast, strong, prepared, and holy by striving to live a righteous life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.